to a Shoshone woman accustomed to the orderly, quiet life of an Indian village, the sprawling cities of the whites seemed to be the embodiment of insanity, at odds with the way of nature and the great medicine. Why would you have taken me there? she wondered. Because a woman should have the best medical help available when she gives birth, Nate said, turning to his black stallion. He began checking the cinch. This is 1829, after all. It's not like we live in the Dark Ages. A modern doctor would make sure everything came out just fine. Winona grinned. Everything will come out just fine without a doctor. Women have been having babies since the dawn of time, and human beings have not died out yet. Nate glanced at her. I wish you would take this seriously. You don't know how worried I am. Yes, I do, Winona assured him. And I know you worry because you love me. She felt the baby kick and beamed. But you worry too much, husband. Finishing with the cinch, Nate walked into the cabin. He knew better than to debate the issue. They had been through it again and again with the same result. She simply refused to become in the least bit anxious about the birth. Fine and dandy, he reflected. At least he'd been able to talk her into visiting her relatives at a Shoshone village far to the north, where there would be other women who could lend a hand just in case something did go wrong. Although, when he thought about it, she had agreed a bit too readily, as if she had wanted to visit her kin all along and was merely using his anxiety as an excuse to go. How typical, he thought. Women were the most devious creatures on God's green earth. They always got their way, no matter what their men might prefer. Why was that? Why did men always fall for feminine ploys? It certainly couldn't be because the men weren't as smart. He retrieved his hawken from the large table on which he had placed it an hour earlier after loading it. The feel of the heavy rifle snug against his palm heartened him slightly. The trip would take eight or nine days, perhaps more. They were bound to run into contrary critters and maybe a few hostiles. The hawking would come in handy. Next to the horses, it was the most indispensable item they were taking. Nate gazed around the interior, making sure they had packed everything he wanted to lug along, then went outside and closed the door behind him. The morning sun hung above the snow-crowned peaks rimming the eastern horizon, and there was a cool nip to the early April air. Winona had already mounted the mare she would ride and held the lead to the pack animal. I'll take that, Nate said, walking toward her. I am not helpless, Winona said, giving the lead a tug as she brought her mare around to face due north. But you're pregnant, Nate objected. You are an observant man, husband, Winona said and snickered. Annoyed, Nate mounted his stallion and moved out, passing her. I don't see why you must be so stubborn. I'm only trying to help. He headed for a gap in the mountains, thinking about the route they must take, remembering where water existed and planning his stops accordingly. A person could go without food, if need be, for weeks, but anyone who went without water for more than three or four days stood a good chance of perishing. 
So, like the Indians, he would camp each night near water and start each morning refreshed and revitalized. Do all white men act like you do when their women are heavy with child? Winona inquired. Most, I guess, Nate said, wondering what she was leading up to. Why? I would expect it. Nate glanced over his shoulder. Oh? From the stories you have told me and those I heard when I was younger. I know white men treat their women very strangely. You treat them like dolls. Dolls? Yes, Winona said in her precise English. She had spent months mastering the language, and now she took great pride in pronouncing every word distinctly. Among my people, it is a custom for mothers and other relatives to make dolls for the little girls to play with. I had...